Assholes, the podcast, the show where me, Jamie Gurney, and Pete Jansen say, hey, Pete. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Talk about everything and anything we have learned and experienced in our combined 60 years in the cloud software environment. We've learned from our mistakes, which uh, Pete has many. You have me, not, not, not perfect. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, all right. So uh, today we have a special day. We have a guest. We're trying to get guests on here as much as possible. We have Oscar Ibarra from Intercom. He'll be joining us in a segment uh, later on in the show. Before, unfortunately, we get to that segment, I know many of you are probably tuning in for that. You have to listen to Pete's bad joke of the day. Pete, do you have a joke of the day? Well, yeah, I guess it's sort of a Halloween joke. Uh, it's, a, it's another twofer because uh, we keep getting suggestions on here, but... With the, with the holiday one, uh, what do you call someone with no body and no nose, Carney? I don't know what. Nobody knows. Okay. Joke, joke. Did someone, did, was, that, was that offered by somebody? <laughs> jo joke number two. One of these was offered, by, uh, offered up by our favorite uh, listener, Zach. Uh, what, what, rock, what rock group has four men that don't sing, Carney? What? Mount Rushmore. Jeez. Uh, All right. They're just getting worse. All right. You said they were ever good. <laughs> I know. I thought we were at rock bottom. I guess not. But where's the symbol? All right. All right. Uh, don't, so don't forget to like us on Apple. Maybe yeah. I should ask that before the joke. Yeah, before the joke. Like us, subscribe to us today. Do everything you can. Go to sassholes.net. Give us some topics you want to join. Connect to us on LinkedIn and, and uh, give us some topics you want us to uh, discuss. We'll talk. We'll talk basically about anything. Um, I'll edit most of what Pete says out. Um, some stuff I'll keep in. Um, all right, so shout-outs. We want to start with some shout-outs. Pete, who do you I got? got? I got a couple in here, and some of these are repeats, but these guys keep moving up, and it's it's amazing. First one goes out to Jen Robledo. Uh, just got a job account executive over at Yext uh, in mid-market. Worked with her for, for a while. Great, great great kid out there. Who do you got? To I'm going to give, give a shout-out to Nathan Lippy. The Lippy. Lippy. Um, this guy, he's at Corsa, uh, Coursera for campuses right now. Uh, if you want to know anything about collegiate recruiting and the college space, uh, and I've seen it he, first he is a man. he knows everything and anything about that space. He's also a very passionate collector of random, random antique stuff, signs, especially he's been, on, really? he's been on TV shows and all of that. And he's almost got his own business going there where he could just retire on that alone. Like so, what kind of signs? Um, well, he, it's, it's random, but I know he's been on, um, like America Picker, uh, TV show, um, Serious? He's got huge route 66 signs. He all goes right. and gets trucks and rents them. He's got a whole barn that he keeps them all in. It's crazy. I want to check that out. Yeah. Who else you got? I got, uh, Ray Dinglazen again, Salesforce two years there. Way to go there. Dinglazen. You always a visit on the show. Still waiting for that approval. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was supposed to get an approval about a month ago. He was, uh. Um, that's being kind. Like, yeah, that is being kind. Uh, last shout out, Jason Bartouche. I'm going to give him a shout out for me. Uh, Director of Partnerships at MZ. MZ is the economic model. Ah, Bartouche. Bartouche okay. used to work for me, and then we worked together at Kerbler. Love the guy. He's out of Arizona. Smart, bright. Uh, anything, Unlike us. You can't us. say anything bad about him at all. Yeah, you can say a lot of bad stuff about us. Anyone else you want to give a shout out to? Uh, real quick, and I wish I could remember her maiden name. Erin Bosch just got promoted to Vice President of Sales at Bento for Business. I remember her coming in off of the street and fresh out of school and look at her vice president. Maybe she'll give us a jab one day. Way to go, Aaron. Yeah. And I think we, we do have to mention in, in our segment with Oscar, he gave a shout out to uh, Dave Cole Morgan. He's still like herbal. They're 16 years. Cole, Cole, Cole Morgan. Yeah. So we'll give him a shout out as well. All right. All right. We'll, so, we'll add that out in post. 
So now for the news of the day or news. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Empty dorms are the norm. Oh, yeah. With, with COVID's just going to school. Havoc. Uh, I want to say, shoot, the uh, community college enrollments are down 23%. Holy crap. The, yeah, uh, the, it's bad. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there, a lot of uh, uh, students I saw that left for school. But then I'm seeing them, uh, you know, through Facebook and social media. Seems like they're just back home and just doing remote learning all the time. Well, it, then isn't it? I mean, you're the finance guy, but isn't it in times of recession? Doesn't the enrollments go up? Maybe we're not uh, in recession, but well, um, yes, I think I think enrollments go up for um, for skill change. Meaning that you've had a career, you've been five, six years in, you've been doing uh, sales, you don't want sales, you want to go get a hard skill of software, engineering, or accounting, you go back to school for that. So yeah, I think it does go up there. I don't know if it goes up for um, out of high school. I'm not really yeah. sure on that, because uh, well, we're here, training your skills. One, one type of college, it's weathering the storm. Private for profit uh, for your schools is uh, up almost 4%. Wow. Uh, moving along, sports viewership. I've got an interesting chart that I'm looking at. The Stanley Cup final, the viewership is down 61%. The NBA finals, down half. Going all the way down to the NFL, which is down about 13%. But check this out. The PGA I, Championship, up 3%. And WNBA finals, up 15%. And the PGA Tour non-majors, up 17%. Everything else is down. I, I wonder why. Because there's more people watching TV, right? I mean, I, I think some of it is due to the fact that every single sports program is out there right now. There's college, there's football, there's been pro basketball, there's been baseball, there's been hockey. Because they're, they, they've merged all of the uh, seasons into one, maybe that's impacting it. Well, I think the other thing is, depending on which side of the aisle you're on, I mean, nobody wants politics shoved down their throat. Yeah, that's true. I did. Speaking of that, I know they got a lot of grief for it, but I did watch a lot of the NBA Finals mainly because my you boys were the Marquette, one. Marquette were what uh, Jimmy Jimmy Butler and his teammate Jay Crowder, Marquette guys. So I had to watch. Oh, it. really? If I had a cricket yeah. drop, I'd play it. Um, unemployment about another nine hundred thousand uh, filed for claims. Yeah, you know that's stock market keeps going up. Eventually, this is going to hit. Yeah, After crazy. 60 years, Carney, Coca-Cola is calling it quits on Tab. I didn't know Tab still existed. Oh, it's the best saccharine drink possible. Yeah, isn't that uh, Tab gives you cancer? Isn't that what the, uh, the well, that they, was like they, 20 years ago? They uh, Well, more than 20. They injected like a, a train load of uh, saccharine into one lab mouse and it got cancer. So they figured out. Hmm. Huh, maybe we should be uh, doing this. All right. I've taken, hey, I've taken Coca-Cola and dabbed a rag in it and taken rust off of my kids' bikes just to give you a perspective of why you shouldn't <laughs> really be drinking Coke. You can. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right. And then uh, how about a book you should know? I'm throwing out an old school from 1995, 1997, I think. Innovator's Dilemma, Clayton Christensen. Oh, back. I have that book. Yeah, I have that book. I think I you don't, should read it. It's I, really good. I probably should. I don't remember it, but I haven't. In fact, I could probably be looking at it right now if I wanted to. I'm staring at my bookshelf. But yeah, Innovator's Dilemma. I think I just saw that. That was one of the books lying around the company. I think I might have just grabbed it and, and plowed through a couple pages. And We'll, we'll, we'll edit that out in post. Yeah. But, but bottom line, developing disruptive technology and combining with the right, quote unquote, right customers, right? Yeah. Um, it's a, that was a hot, hot book. Still is a hot book. Um, All right, so okay. What do you got? Well, we should probably go. 
let's go to our topic. Topic today, we're talking about really about the uh, sales V and and what's the most important thing about the sales V. I sort of explained in the segment, but we have Oscar joining us. So let's cue on over to that segment. All right. Well, welcome to our segment. Today, we're going to be talking about, you know, earn the right. Um, you know, Why the hell are we talking about that? And other sales processes and training people. We brought Oscar Ibarra on. We worked with Oscar um, at Caribbean. Oscar, you want to give a little shout out? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Who you are and what you're all about. Well, I appreciate I appreciate both you guys for uh, inviting me on on this call today. I know Pete uh, uh, Pete was a huge influence in my career. I, I got to give a, a tip of the hat, the hat to him. Uh, and today, <laughs> uh, just to give you a quick background on who I am. So I've been uh, in sales now for close to 15 years. Believe it or not, um, I've spent uh, I've been the last decade I've been in technology sales. So prior to my current job at Intercom, I spent two and a half years at Facebook. Uh, prior to that, I spent uh, seven years. Uh, at Career Builder, and that really I I owe that that company a lot, and I owe Pete a lot, and a lot of the things that uh, that I still use that I use today were you know basic fundamentals that Pete taught me during my time uh, in the good old VBU uh, over at uh, at CB. So today I really want to come on and just talk about what I think is the most important part of the sales process, which is earning the right. Right, I think that a lot of times uh, I listen to a lot of sales calls. I'm on a lot of sales calls, and uh, the people, the, the reps that consistently do that the best, I feel are the most successful. So, uh, look well, hold on, the Oscar, before you get on your, hold on, before you get on your roll, this started last night. You sent me a message. We have a little chat. What do we think is the most important part of the sales cycle? And then we had a little bit of a, a disagreement. Oh, a disagreement. I always like to hear those. Go ahead. Please well, come. no, no. Well, it's, you know, it's almost like I'm contradicting myself. It's not the first time. Um, <laughs> That's got to be a daily and hourly occurrence with you. Well, we're going to have a debate here. I, I think Pete, Pete disagrees that the earn the rights most important part of the sales process. Well, I'm going to share the screen, and hopefully my pornography doesn't show up. Okay, here we go. We'll, we'll, we'll edit that on post. Um, uh, but that's the V. That's what Oscar's talking about. Oscar, based on your recollection, does that look like anything close of uh, what, what you remember with the V? Yeah, this has a lot more steps. I'll, I'll tell you that. I mean, I think that uh, when we when we talked about it, no, that's it. No, I mean, I, it's it, I, it's I, there. There's a lot of there's just a lot of print on this. I think the V for people that don't know the V, it's earn the right, which means basically, um, give you got like 15 seconds to tell them why you're talking to them and why it's important for them to have that conversation. Why should I listen to you? Why, why should they should listen? listen to you? And this is not something to do on your first call. Your first call is about setting the appointment. This is your your appointment call where you're you're actually trying to sell them something. Yeah, your discovery and, call. Yeah, your discovery call. And then then you go into discovery, which is, uh, it, you know, I would say uh, it goes down because when you're when you're asking questions, you're listening, you're not talking as much. Plus, sometimes if you keep on asking, you always want to ask that one extra question. When you think you've exhausted all the questions, ask one more. The, the pace of the call sort of gets down because you're actually doing research on the company. You're listening to what they have to say about all these different things. And then, then it comes back up. Your energy comes back up and so does the call because you're, you're responding to everything you've heard in the past. So just, I wanted to bring that in. And then at the end, you want to sell them the solution of choice or hopefully get to that point. But that's what the V is. So it goes, it starts with earn the right. You get to stay on the call. It goes down as you're listening, goes back up as you're, uh, you know, sort of responding to all of the objections and, and things of that nature that they brought up. And therefore that's the V just so I had. Right. Yeah. No, I appreciate how you did that. I mean, from what I remember, it was like earning the right, assessing the situation, creating the need, selling the solution, recapping, right. And then closing. 
right? So very similar to this, yeah. uh, to this model. So what do you guys think? So what were you debating about last night? Um... Well, it, I'm going to put this picture up on the site, and i got to find a better one that I can blow up so it's not as fuzzy. It's To me, the most important part is prior to the appointment because if, if you've pre-qualified, if the person needs the product, you know, you've, you've done your homework and you, you, you weeded everything else out, to me, I think that's the most important part because if you, if, you've, if you have done that much homework, you just need to check off the boxes to disqualify this person as, as a prospect. And the rest of it should be pretty close because the way technology is now, unfortunately, you don't need as many salespeople because everybody has access to the information. So now it's just connecting the dots of what is the service that you offer and the benefits that you provide and who needs it. That, that's kind of right. But, but I guess my, my push there, right, is that you can do all the qualification that you want, right? And regardless uh, of who you're talking to, that person might not even know that they are interested in your product, right? So it depends, right? Is it an inbound? Is it an outbound lead, right? It's your job as a sales professional, right, to earn the right, right, to have the conversation and then get into the discovery, right? So, yeah, I think it depends on, on how, how quality the leads that you have are coming in, right? I mean, that's, that's my opinion. Well, you're I, would, I, would argue, yeah, I would argue, though, Pete, one of the things you said is you don't need as many sales reps. I would say you don't need as many people gathering data as you do in the past, but if any time, especially in a recession or we're headed towards a recession or whatever you want to call this, um, you probably need more sales reps than ever right now because uh, the company needs to win more than lose, and the only way to do that is by having more sales reps and more feet on the street. Well, the, the, more, pro the more product costs, the more you're going to want to talk to a body, right? So there's a certain... That's why Oscar's in business, right? You're doing chatbots, right? Everything that right, we're yeah. seeing on here is you're going down a script and if they say this, then you say this and, and so forth till you whittle it down till you talk to an actual human being, right? And that's kind of where I'm where I'm coming from. That's the most important part till because eventually somebody's got to talk to a to a body at your company, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Eventually that, uh, that that's that's the goal, right? Is to get somebody live. Uh, to talk to us and we get a better understanding of what their needs are, right? What's the pain, right? What problem are you here to solve, right? But, but, so I think that, that that's that's the key, though, right, is identifying what problem are we solving and how is our solution going to help you get there? Okay, so you think the most important part of this entire V is identifying the problem. Um, I would say that, well, before, before you get there, you have to earn the right to have mm -hmm. the conversation, right? Because... If up front you can't establish credibility in your sales process, nobody's going to listen to you, right? So, like, you start asking these open-ended questions, and you haven't given them an upfront contract, meaning that, hey, Jamie, hey, Pete, today I'm going to be asking you some open-ended questions so I get a better understanding of how we can help you. Does that sound fair? Where do I want to get there? Yeah. Well, is it yeah, also part, you know, if you if we agree there's a fit, blah, 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 be asking for your business, right? Of course. Okay. Yeah, and, so, it's, and, it's, and in that piece, right, now when you're asking those open-ended questions and you get somebody that's, uh, well, Pete, why do you keep asking me these questions? Hey, well, at the beginning of the call, I told you I'd be asking some open-ended questions, right? So, and you agreed. Mm -hmm. And that's where the V comes in. That's where the the energy usually gets sucked out in that first, uh, first so many minutes or so. And the V, but, just put a little, little pause in there, Carney. The V came, uh, at least in my world, from uh, Bob Montgomery. Another shout out to him. He, he taught all us old schoolers this. He was in the telecom business. Um, he had to sell voicemail. Can you believe selling voicemail in conference wow. call? That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, didn't he become – I mean, he ran it. He not only sold it, but then he ran his own uh, yeah. uh, company and became the largest privately owned 
conference call uh, company in the U.S. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. I, 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 had no, I, I had no idea. Yeah, when I first worked at Kerbalder, he was spending uh, one or two days a week as CEO of Intercall as well. Wow. <laughs> he'd go down to their – they were in the same building, so he'd go down to their floor. Um, wow. I, think I, don't think, I don't think he did that. He was doing right fish or something at the time. No, that was later on. When I first started, right. on Thursdays or Fridays, he was working Intercall. But we'll, we'll edit that out in post for sure. Oh, yeah. Here. Um, anyways, so, you're, you're, so Oscar, you're saying the most important thing is earn the right. And I, I, I mean, sort of, I sort of agree with you there. To me, um, it is. You know, I mean, I would say, would you say it's more important than identifying the right person before you earn the right? Because I think well, that's what Pete's well, getting. Well, right? obviously, yeah, I, and I agree with Pete, right? You want to get in the room with the right people, right? Because if you're getting in the room with like some junior analyst that's just doing like their own discovery, that calls that that meeting, that sale's going to go nowhere, right? Because you don't have the right audience, mm-hmm. right? So I, so I think that Pete and I are both. Uh, I would say there's no wrong answer. Accurate with our assessment. Right. Well, how about this? How about with new reps coming on board? Where do you think they run into problems? Here, you got earn the right, pro create the need, research, listen right, respond oh, wait, for wait, 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 with, solution and close with, with, with new, new reps. reps are, you, are, yep. are you kidding me? I can tell you. I can tell you immediately where tell they fall into the trap. Right? They're they get they get a bite, you know. So they get somebody on the hook, right? They get somebody interested, right? And immediately they start selling the solution. Yeah. Right? They hear like whatever cue it is. And then they go, and it's any company that you're at, right? I've seen it in any organization that I've worked. Uh, junior sales rep will uh, will get uh, you know a little taste of the problem that the client's having, and instead of continuing to dig in and really find out what the problem is, they start selling the solution immediately. You know, to, to me, what, 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 what do you guys think? I agree. I think they, uh, they, you know, when I was training reps, they'd always try to jump from. That's why I always said at the beginning of our call, I said. You always want to ask one more question than, uh, than you think you're. Uh, you, you think you're good at asking enough questions. Ask one more, because it was a way to sort of get them away from just jumping at the solution and how they can respond to everything. Um, well, with the new reps, uh, you know what I was looking for was uh, they don't ask for the business. They they provide all the solutions and then then they don't say, hey, you want to? Why don't you give it a try? Because you know when you they, the whole reason why you have this V and the whole reason why you have a script is to keep you on course. So you yeah. maintain control of the conversation. When you end your your sentence with a period, you lose control, right? Mm-hmm. If you end your sentence with a question mark, you regain control because the person has to respond to you. Hopefully yeah, it's not a yes, no answer, right? I, I think that that's, you know, you bring up a really good point. And it's something that I do see with not even just junior people. I see with a lot of people is that they fail to close for the next step, right? So my goal on whatever call I'm on is secure the next meeting, the next uh, discovery call, getting getting to a conclusion of what we're trying to do here, right? So if you're if you here's what I here's the way I see this. If you haven't closed for the next step on every single call, you failed. You literally have failed. Yeah, I I, I agree with you hundred percent. I, I think you know it depends on where you're at in, in your sales cycle or, or your product. If you're a transactional sale, the V is, you know, earn the right, you know, do your entire V, sell the solution. But if you're in a longer consultative type of a sale, it's earn the right, go through the V, sell to get to the next stage. You know, whatever stage you have in your life cycle of your selling, you always want to be able to move it to that next stage. And too often I find reps, no matter how experienced they are, I always call it the, and I used to tell people this, the limp handshake close. Like who wants to shake a hand or you don't even have a limp no, handshake? No, this, this, go this in there with good. a firm close. This one's go good. in there I'll, and just I'll, say, I'll, I want I'll to follow go. Up with, I'll, I'll, I'll follow up with an email. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, that's a limp handshake. Don't give them – just go in there firm and say, I want this B 
business. How many follow-up meetings are you going to have, right? Depends on the sales cycle, Pete, right? If it's a nine-month sales cycle, you're going to have a gazillion and a half, especially with procurement and legal. If it's a shorter, you know, more simple type of technology that you're selling, maybe one or two, if it's not that pricey, too. I mean, well, right, we're doing this for the newer reps. Yeah. For the newer reps? So We're doing it for the newer reps. I don't think we're going to give the big accounts to the newer reps, right? So the newer reps are trying to cut their teeth, right? They keep – because they say, hey, well, I need another follow-up appointment. They keep having the follow-ups, and there's – there's no progress being made. It's not a follow-up. It's an objection, right? Mm-hmm. I would agree. I'd agree with that too. Yeah. Right. It's like, okay, what's the next step, right? Okay, great. You want a follow-up call? This is what we're going to discuss, right? We're going to discuss yeah. implementation. We're going to discuss contract, et cetera. Right. The follow-up calls that are too many, it's either you have the wrong person or the rep is too afraid to ask and, and is waiting well, for that person to say, I want to buy. They're, they're afraid for the no. That's the problem, yeah. right? And I think one of the best sales uh, people that I work with is, uh, you have to go for the no, right? Go for the no, because then at least at that point, you can really identify what their objection is or if that product is really not just gonna, not ready to buy from you now, right? So the way that I look at a no is like, I think of it as a not now, not a not ever. But I'm a glass half full kind of guy, so. Yeah, I mean, I would always, I always argued with reps. I said, don't let them off easy. You put all this effort in there. If they're not gonna, t- if, if you're gonna let them off easy, that's a follow-up. That's just letting a deal linger on. You need to make them say no. Um, and make them uncomfortable at saying no to you because you've waste, they've wasted your time with 12 follow-ups, you know, so at least get something out of it because you're miserable as it is. That deal didn't come through. Make them say no. You know, with the new reps or anybody, the problem they run into is they take it personally, right? You don't, you don't have a good enough business reason to justify the purchase, so you rely on your relationship skills, and then you, then you get rejected and you take it personally. There's not a good, yeah. good enough business case to uh, – Yeah, you, you know – I'll admit that early on in my career, I would take every no so personal. And I was like, wow, like I, I didn't get out of that habit until uh, my time at, at CB. Like probably my, 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 after my first year uh, in, because you just get so many no's, right? I think at that point, uh, the metrics were 100 dials a day, 27 appointments a week, 10 proposals a week, and your goal was to have like three closes. <laughs> right. yeah. How about that for metrics? Well, well, you I mean, need to know your I, metrics. You always need to know yeah, your metrics because I mean, then you know Pete, how much money Pete, you can make. Uh, well, Pete, uh, Pete, Pete scarred my life with the dials. I, I was making like 5,000 calls a month. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, I mean, not just you, Oscar, but it's like there's two ways to do it. You can outwork somebody and not study, right? You may not know the product, but you'll make more calls than somebody else and you'll trip over some business. Or you can put more mental work in, call less, have a good enough reason why they should buy the product and do less work and get more money, you know? Remember ethos, logos, pathos? This V right here, we only control two, two out of the three parts of uh, ethos, logos, pathos. Ethos, okay, be likable, so don't be a D-bag, Oscar, right? Logos, logic, right? That's kind of what we're talking about is probing, creating the need. So you have logic, so you're not a D-bag, you've got good logic. And the part we don't control is the pathos, is the mindset of the other person that you're talking to, because you don't know what happened to them yesterday. Oh, their wife left them. Oh, their dog got run over. You know, they're not in the mood to buy. You don't control right. it. So that's where you control two-thirds, and that's, to me, in sales is a life of two-thirds. And for those of you at home, this is basically uh, Pete's sales training right here. I remember being in conference rooms where you would say the exact same thing, Damn including don't be a D-bag. I'll give you one quick shout-out to uh, actually Dave Cole Morgan. So he, uh, he hired Cole me. Muscles. And uh, I will still, say, he's still there, this, isn't he? I, I, I <laughs> think he sure. over the wall. 
But uh, the one thing that he did tell me that stuck with me throughout my career, I remember I was interviewing with him, and he's like, Oscar, the one thing that's going to make you successful is, is this thing, right? Remember this. You have control over two things every single day, your effort and your attitude, right? If you have, if you have a high effort and you've got a great attitude, you're going to win wherever you go, right? If you can be consistent. And I'm telling you, that advice has stuck with me to this day. I've brought it to every organization that I've been a part of. And it's something that I still hold true, right? So you can have all of this, right? You can have your sales process, but if you don't have a great attitude and you don't have a high motor, a good work ethic, none of this is going to work for you. You know, that should be a shout out, Oscar. Cole, Cole Muscles. He is a 16 years. Yeah, based on LinkedIn, he's still a career builder. He's in the SRG a career builder. Yeah, he's incredible. I mean, I, I, I would, I'd be happy out of it now. I mean, I, I will never forget that. That has stuck with me my entire career. And, like, I mean, I've given speeches on that at other companies. Like, I mean, I spoke about that at Facebook on stage in front of 20,000 people. <laughs> Attitude and effort. Attitude and effort. So That's at it. Facebook, how did, they, uh, how did that work with their process? What was their version of the V? Not you know, interesting. Any, any secrets, but. Right. No, no, no secrets. But, uh. I think a lot of that was more um, account management, right, and, and full transparency, right? It's like you've got a lot of people that are really utilizing the product. And, I mean, it's, a, it's an engine that really moves. It's, a, it's best in class. So for us, it was more complicated, right? Hey, like get to know them. How can we solve the problems that they have? Um, because they're already existing clients, right? There wasn't a lot of uh, – there wasn't any outbound yeah. outreach. So, so they already wanted it. They're already using it, right? Correct. And where you're at now is more hunter, I would imagine, because it's, it's a, uh, yeah, my role is a hundred percent hunter role, right? So that's uh, we're just looking for new business, and then once we sell the new business, we move it along to the relationship management team. Yeah. So I feel like just tried and true. I'm a, I'm a hunter, you know, at, at heart. That's uh, that's my passion, and I feel like that's where I be most effective in an or, in an organization. Hey, and let's be honest, that's typically where you get paid more in sales. That's right. Let's it might be uh, easier to make money on the renewal side, but it's much more difficult to be a hunter and you get paid bob montgomery once again said you get paid for two things in this world doing something people can't or doing something people won't and not a lot of not a lot of people like give it a try want to be a hunter it's very you know something that nobody else knows how to do or you're willing to do something nobody else wants to do yeah. right that, that's man, th- 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 this call gives me energy man I- i'm so happy that you guys invited me to this uh this is great uh excited As- oscar our pleasure and let's let's give a shout out to your company and what you Again, how how we can get up there so our well over one dozen listeners can check you out. <laughs> over one, dozen. yeah, yeah. Please please uh, check us out on uh, on, on uh, you can hit me directly on LinkedIn, Oscar and AI Barra, uh, or Intercom.io. Happy to talk to you uh, talk about chatbots and how we can potentially impact uh, your business. It's been a pleasure, uh, Jamie and Pete. Pete and I would like to thank Oscar a lot for joining us in that segment. It was a lot of fun catching up with him. Not not bad for a fellow Lane Tech. Well, not Indian. Yeah. Uh, high school. High school alum. alum. Um, and so with that, that's going to end our podcast. Uh, we, you know, we've almost got the Baker's Dozen going on here in the number of podcasts. I think we're at 12. That's right. We're at 12. Uh, don't forget to like us. Don't forget to like us and subscribe today. Pete, you want to cue the music? Bow, wow, chicka, wow, wow, doo, 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 doo,